Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu, Wanasta'inuhu, Wanastaghfiruhu, Wanu'minu bihi, Wanatawakalu alayhi. Wanauzu billahi min shururi anfusina, wa min sayyati a'malina, Mayahdihillahu falamudillalah, Mayudlilhu falamudillalah, Wanashadu an la ilaha illallah, Wanashadu anna muhammadan abuduhu wa rasuluh. Wassallallahu alayhi wa sallam atasliman kathiran kathira. Amma ba'ad. Fana'udhu billahi minash shaytanu rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Faqawallahu ta'ala fil-Qur'an al-Kareem. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sbiru wa sabiru wa rabitu wa attaqullah la'allakum tuflihun. Sadaqallahu alayhi my beloved brothers and sisters and whoever is walking in. We praise Allah, we thank Allah, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Allah. And thus we say, Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu. We praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Him. Wanasta'inuhu. We seek His help. Wanastaghfiruhu. We seek His forgiveness. We believe in Him and we trust and rely upon Him. And we seek refuge with Allah from the wrong within ourselves and the wrong actions in our actions. And whomever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whomever Allah lets astray, none can guide. And we bear witness that there is no ilah but Allah. There is no master but Allah. We are servants to none but Allah. There is no God but Allah. And we seek from Allah to shower his blessings upon his prophet and messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and many more and many more. And so we are here, my beloved brothers and sisters, at the final Friday of Ramadan, and take a moment to reflect back on your experiences in the past, in the past few weeks. I mentioned last time that when I am approaching Ramadan, I almost never am looking forward to it, but as soon as I'm in it, then it becomes the best time of the year for me, no matter what happens. And think about all the horrendous things that have happened. Uh, even last week, uh, uh, whether we're speaking of things that involve our Muslim community or things that involve uh, the experience of people of color, uh, black Americans, or just generally in society, last week alone was pretty horrendous. And as mentioned before, there is no indication that anything is going to be decreasing anytime soon. I think I've also mentioned that summer used to be my, my period to decompress after nine months of, of ultra-intensity and then three months of just complete vegetation, but that is no longer going to be the case because of all the stuff that is happening during the summertime. And so we have to adjust. So look back and then also look forward. So Eid most likely will be on Sunday. There is a possibility that it'll be on Monday, and if you want later we can have a conversation about what the difference is between this whole issue of moon sighting calculations. But if we go with the assumption that Eid is on Sunday, then that means you and I have basically a day and a half uh, left of Ramadan. Okay. So use these final fleeting minutes of Ramadan to the best that you can. Okay. Use the final hours of Ramadan. Make use of every single one of these last hours while we still have them before they escape from us. Because at this point in Ramadan, you can almost feel like it is sliding away, as though you have an hourglass 
and you're, and you're now watching the final grains of sand going to the bottom of the hourglass. And then when we get to Eid on, whether it's Sunday or Monday, make sure you try your best to enjoy it. One of the difficulties of student life or the difficulties of being single or the difficulties of being a convert or many of our other groups is that often you wind up spending Eid alone. And if there are events taking place in Chicago, usually some of my friends who run organizations are having barbecues and such, I'll try to have those announcements sent out. But try to uh, enjoy Eid. Enjoy the fact that, inshallah, you've made it through the entirety of Ramadan. I mean, what is Eid? Feast. What is the word festival? It's coming from the same thing, feast. And so, enjoy it. And then also a very simple reminder that we are taught that if you fast six days in the month of Shawwal, majority opinion is six days in the month of Shawwal, there is a minority opinion, six days anytime in the rest of the year, that if you fast these six days in, in Shawwal at the very least, then you get credit for having fasted the entire year. And of, of meaning, including, assuming you fast in Ramadan. And then a question comes up, if you have had to skip fasts during Ramadan, then what do you do about that? The recommendation is to try to make those up as soon as possible. Some are of the opinion that you can double up your intentions, meaning those six shawal fasts can also be counted as makeup fasts. Others are of the opinion that no, they have two separate intentions. But inshallah, you'll still be rewarded for the intention itself. Okay even if you are not able to fulfill it. So remember these additional fasts. And to make this point a step further, look forward not only to this last day and a half of Ramadan, but take a serious look at the person you want to be when you get to Ramadan, inshallah, next year. We made the point quite a few times in our various discussions that over the course of Ramadan, one of the rahmas, one of the mercies of Ramadan, is you get to see who you really are. You get to see who you what you really need to work on. And again, the most common issues in American society are also the most common issue in Muslim American society. Those are anger, sloth, doubt, depression, anxiety, most common issues, as well as things like family dysfunction, as well as things like community dysfunction, but a lot of those are caused by the, the uh, elements in the first list. But take a look at whatever was your condition in this past month and make it a goal to work on resolving at least one of those issues or at least taking control of one of those issues or at least reducing one of those issues so that when you get to Ramadan next year, you discover even deeper things about yourself. Because at one level, the purpose of Deen is transformation. One thing Deen offers is, inshallah, success on the other side. Another thing Deen offers is uh, an understanding of how the world works. And what else does Deen offer? It offers you uh, the way to navigate through life. And what else does Deen offer? A process of transformation. And that's what we're speaking about. You hear this from me in nearly every khutbah, asking what has changed about you. And the point being that if you do not take control of your own change, you will be the same person over and over again. So look forward to the 11 month, next 11 months, including the remaining months of this summer and for those who will still be in school the next school year, to figure out what do you want to change about yourself. 
And we are taught that the best of actions are those that are done consistently, even if they are small. So change will often happen more successfully by small increments than a rapid transformation. This is a conversation I often have to have with converts that I had with our, our brother Ahant also. That when you uh, convert, often you are so full of zeal that you want to change everything about yourself. Uh, but human nature doesn't work that way. You see this also when people come back from Hajj. They are so full of this zeal that they want to change everything about themselves. And what often happens, because human nature is very elastic, is that you try to pull it and it's going to bounce back. And in some cases it gets worse before it gets back to the person that you were. So you seek to change in small increments. And then what else, my beloved brothers and sisters? Think about how you even physically feel right now. My sleeping schedule is completely upside down. Uh, it's reached the point that almost all my morning uh, appointments, I have to text people apologizing, saying, I'm sorry I overslept. It happened again today. You would think that by now I would learn my lesson, but no, maybe I'll learn it, inshallah, tomorrow. But the point is that look at your physical condition. I feel completely depleted. And yet it still feels pretty good. And think about how you physically feel, right? I can't eat much anymore uh, for, for iftar. Okay? You know, even my eyes don't want to eat very much anymore. Okay? Usually Ramadan for me is the process of breaking all records to see how many samosas I can eat. And I can't even eat any more samosas anymore, right? No more ru'abza for me. And Ramadan, I start out wanting to drink as much ru'abza as I can, and then by the end, no more. And so, look at your physical condition. Look at what has changed. But why am I making this point? That if you have been able to control your own self to be able to fast day after day after day after day, you have seen that you can take control of yourself. And even though shaitan is going to be released in about a day and a half, ar-rajim, uh, you have seen from the past month that you can transform yourself in very intensive ways. Okay? These were the hottest days of the year. June is usually not this hot. August is usually this hot. These were the longest days of the year. And mashallah, you made it through. So look at your physical condition to see as a reminder to yourself what you can accomplish. MashaAllah. And appreciate it. Okay? Obviously, we don't make our, our, our good deeds too big and we don't make our sins too small. But still, allow yourself to appreciate what you have done as fuel for further transformation. Okay? And continue to fast even beyond shawal. You know the conversation that one companion had with the Prophet وسلم, asking to be able to do more fasts. And the Prophet وسلم, suggested fasting on the white days. What are the white days? That's when the moon is full, so the sky is bright for their standards. And those are usually the middle three days of the Islamic month, the 13th, 14th, and 15th of each Islamic month. And then he said, I can do more. So then the Prophet ﷺ recommended that he fast every Monday and Thursday. And then he said, I can do more. 
And so then the Prophet ﷺ suggested that he fast the fast of Dawood which is every other day. And if you want to be ambitious, try it. But at the very least, make it a goal to number one, make up any makeup fast as soon as you can. And number two, to try to fast on a regular basis over the course of the, of the rest of the year. And think about the fact that the fast of Dawood is the fast of Dawood. And think about whatever it is you're fighting within yourself metaphorically. If you have a serious problem within yourself of self-control that manifests as anger, or self-control, a problem of self-control that manifests as really, really bad habits, or a problem of self-control that manifests in other things like anxious behavior, then what are we saying? You fast the fast of Dawood to fight the Jalut, which is within yourself. You fast the fast of the fast of David to fight the Goliath that is within yourself. But that is very, very intensive. But it's nuffle. It's it's voluntary. We like to say it's supererogatory. But my point is, my beloved brothers and sisters, continue these efforts of Ramadan beyond. Now let us take a moment to ask Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness wa akhir da'wana and alhamdulillah. Na'hmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-kareem amma ba'ad. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I forgot to mention the last part of that narration. So the Prophet ﷺ recommended the white days, then Monday and Thursday, then the fast of Dawood. And then the companion says, I wish that I stopped asking earlier. Meaning the companion committed to fasting every other day, but the companion also thought, I should have stopped before getting to that point. And maybe fasted Monday and Thursday, or maybe just fasted three days. But there's a deep lesson in here. One is that this is very human. That a lot of times we ask questions that make our lives more difficult than they need to be. And another, something about the companions of the Prophet that out of adab for the companions, we don't say nasty things about them. But we do acknowledge that they were human. And they had the issues that any other human being has. But what was part of their greatness? Part of the greatness, number one, was their loyalty to the Prophet And part of that greatness was that if they made a commitment, they would make sure they they fulfilled it. They were very, very, for lack of a better term, militant or vigilant about keeping their commitments. And I'm bringing up this point because when I often speak about transformation, there's one specific aspect of life that I'm actually thinking of more than anything else. Right? You and I know we should be making our prayers. You and I know we should be making our fasts. You and I know we should be giving charity and such. But something that does not get enough attention is character. I mentioned before about a conversation that I had with with one of your, your, your classmates, an undergrad here, who had the opportunity to cheat on some tests in one of these classes, biochem, orgo, I forgot which class it was, a class he was struggling in. And he would pray every single prayer for success in this class. 
and he was struggling, but he gets this opportunity to cheat by looking at an, an illegal copy of an exam, and he decides not to. He decides not to cheat, and then he gets a bad grade in the class. While some of the students that he knew were cheating wound up with A's in the class. And I've made the point over the course of my years here that it is very unfortunate that our MSA has a very bad reputation among many of the science teachers for being people that you can't trust when it comes to these tests. Okay. But then I told him that for whatever it's worth to you, that was the best piece of news I've heard perhaps all day and all week. Speaking as a teacher, speaking as a Muslim, speaking as, uh, as part of you representing Islam. To the point, and this is very, very abrasive, that people who cheat, I wish they would hide their Islam from everyone. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he said, what? I did not come except to perfect character. And if you look at so many of the problems in our society, whether we speak about our Muslim community or our general American community, Aside from anger, aside from depression, aside from sloth, aside from doubt, so many of the problems are actually caused by problems of character. And what is character in its most simple, simple sense? One is that when you make a commitment, you keep it. Naturally, there are going to be times when we're going to fall short on our commitments. I mentioned that I made all these appointments in the morning, and I overslept through all of them. Good. Uh, but what else? You speak the truth, even if it is bitter. And sometimes it's better to be silent, and sometimes you have to speak the truth. Because of my work in the general community, I often get called in to serious, serious community problems. You might have some sheikh, some speaker who's been doing inappropriate things. And then, and then the community has to figure out what to do. I often get called into those things. So I see a lot of the darkness in our community or the behaviors of people. And over and over again, it's problems of character. Okay. So what am I saying? What would give me the greatest joy is that if our MSA has the reputation of being people of the best character on campus, so then now think about that in terms of you and your friends. Do your friends see you as someone of high character? That is something you control. Do your friends see you as someone who speaks the truth, who keeps their commitments, and also, and this is what knocks out so many people, doesn't get lost in gossip? You know, the stereotype is that women are the ones who gossip. Okay? Our MSA illustrates that gossip is an equal opportunity behavior. Right? Okay. So take control of your tongue. So with that, once again, I remind you to look back at your experiences over the past few weeks from the beginning of Ramadan to make the most of this last day and a half and to look towards the next 11 months before you reach, inshallah, the next Ramadan and I especially urge you to work on whatever level of character you are at and improve upon that. I'm not accusing anybody here in this room of having bad character, but I am saying that this is a disease in our community. 
So I remind you of the one who has the best of the best character, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the simple translation is indeed, 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 Allah and His angels send blessings upon the Prophet. O you who believe, send blessings upon him. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa barik wa sallim. O Allah, we call upon you with all of your names to shower your blessings upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon their fa- his family and upon his companions and extend the blessings and peace upon them. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana our Lord, our cherisher, our sustainer, grant us the best of this life and the best of the hereafter and protect us from the fire. O oh, turn of hearts, turn our hearts to your obedience. And if we have any rancor against any of our brothers and sisters, please guide us to wash it out of our hearts and please accept our fasting. Please accept our prayers and please accept all of our efforts in our service to you. And please make easy for us that which is halal and please make hard for us that which is haram. Please make appealing for us that which is halal and please make repulsive for us that which is haram. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-bursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.